Now, TikTok. TikTok, it's just a silly app that the kids love, isn't it? Well, maybe not. The US and Canada are moving to shut TikTok down in all government departments because of cybersecurity fears from the Chinese-owned app. And the question is, should our government follow suit? And is TikTok really such a big problem? Well, the Chinese government claims America is overreacting and says the US is just insecure in the way they're going about trying to shut down TikTok. And they claim there's nothing to fear with TikTok. It's much more closely monitored in China than it is in other countries. So should we be worried? Or is banning the app an overreaction? Well, Robert Potter is co-founder of Internet 2.0 and he's also a cybersecurity expert. Robert, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, Deb. So are the US and Canada overreacting here? Well, it's interesting that China bans Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and TikTok itself. So it's pretty hard to take that statement they made seriously because TikTok is banned on Chinese app stores. They have their own version of the app called Doyuan, which is much more closely controlled, much more highly regulated than TikTok that they allow their users to use. But so, do they ban it in China for different reasons than the, the reasons that the US and, and Canada are giving? Yes. They, well, they ban it on, on national security grounds, but their definition of national security is very different because they, think national, because they want to control the speech on the application more closely. Uh, and so they have set up a different version of the app specifically for China. So the TikTok that people in China use is a, f- a very different entity than what we're familiar with in Australia. Are there, are there the dance videos? Is it the, the skincare routine? What do, you, what do Chinese people see on TikTok? Basically the same content, uh, but it also it actually has more privacy controls in terms of what the application collects. The Chinese version is actually more restricted in what it's allowed to collect on the users than the TikTok version that we use in, in Australia. And TikTok in China already has this child-friendly setting for the app, which was announced in Australia today, which they're touting as a way of ensuring that the whole doom scrolling when kids sit there for hours on end, just going through all the different videos, won't be the the way that they do it in the future. But what do you think about that? Because it's very easy to turn that the restriction off. Well, that's, you know, you, like a user can set their age to be whatever they want, so you can get around that pretty easily. But it is a decent move by TikTok. Uh, I don't want to punch them for everything, but... Uh, so how does the change work? It just gives you a notification if you've been using it for more than an hour. That's right. Or if you say your age is over 18, uh, there's no necessarily any verification in that, so you, then it won't bother you. Uh, so it's, particularly, it's just for kids, uh, for people who are under the age of 18. But every other user will just have will have the same experience they've always had. Yeah, well, I'm I'm doubtful it'll make much of a difference because I can just see all the kids saying, "Well, I'm over eighteen. There's no checks and balances there." But yes, we won't kick them everywhere. Well, maybe they deserve it. But why is TikTok a cybersecurity threat? What's the the concern about the data they're collecting versus a, a risk to our cybersecurity? Well, for, it's firstly a concern about how they talk about it. So when we did our research on TikTok. We went and looked at all the data it was collecting and then we compared what it was collecting to what TikTok said it was collecting. And those statements didn't line up. It was actually taking a lot more user data. So, for example, it was able to track a user's uh, location down to the latitude and longitude. Uh, It was accessing the calendar. It was accessing the contacts list. So, for example, Facebook will never access your calendar, but TikTok does. It's uh, in-browser application, so it's in-app browser so when you're surfing the internet through the tiktok app 
it can actually key log, so it can record what you're typing. So these sorts of things are hugely concerning, particularly when you combine them with the privacy culture of China. Because TikTok is owned by ByteDance, which is headquartered in China, there's, there's, I think there's significant concerns about China's legislation around that because they have national security legislation from 2017 and counterintelligence legislation from 2014 that says these companies have to help them and they have an obligation to not tell the users. So effectively, they, was, they can be doing the bidding of the Chinese government. That's right. And TikTok had, has already had to confirm after some good stories uh, by journalists that Chinese-based users of TikTok, uh, Chinese-based administrators of TikTok could access Australian and US user data. So they already had a channel to do that and they were doing that. Uh, and they were not admitting to that in public until they got caught. And they already conducted surveillance on one of those journalists using the app. So Emily Baker-White from Forbes, who was reporting on TikTok, uh, she had some contacts inside the company. Uh, they used the app to surveil her uh, and they got caught doing that. So we've kind of got some examples of some pretty bad behaviour here that makes us think and make the United States think that there's room for more regulation. But is the behaviour of TikTok any worse than companies like Meta with Facebook and Instagram? Because, I mean, they can't really cry holier than thou either. They can't cry holier than thou, but they're not subject to Chinese intelligence legislation because they don't operate there. They're banned. So they're not going to be subject to the same pressures in the same way. So I think there's problems across different social media platforms, but they're not always the same problem. So when we're dealing with China-owned applications, the problems are more acute because they're, they're subject to influence operations and interference from the Chinese government. And do you think that the Australian government will follow suit and bring in restrictions on TikTok similar to what the Canadian and US governments are doing? Well, they already have in defence and home affairs. So in defence and home affairs, you cannot have TikTok on your phone. Uh, but Australian government bans apps in different ways because it doesn't have a... In most cases, it doesn't have a prescribed list of things you can't install. You have to get permission to install something additional on a government phone. And it would be very hard to get permission to install TikTok uh, on your government-issued phone. Would you be using TikTok, Robert, or have you, is that something you'll avoid? Uh, oh, I don't use it. I'm a cybersecurity person who just got back from Ukraine. So I obviously am very, very, very cautious with the applications that I install on my phone. Mm. So should we be worried that our politicians, we've got the New South Wales and the South Australian premiers, very active on TikTok? Sure, and that's a risk decision. So what I want to do as a researcher is make sure they have the best information so they can go off and make the best decision. But there is real uh, thinking that you shouldn't be on official phones. Mm. So you think it's a good move by the US and Canada? It's a good initial step. I mean, India's already gone the whole way. Like India has fully banned TikTok uh, and they've done it quite some time ago. So it's, it's not unprecedented for it to be removed from an entire geography. Yeah, well, we'll see what the reaction is from our government. But it's it's fascinating. And look, I don't use it, but I know that my kids do. And, and they look at a lot of it. And they look at a lot of the various videos. There's plenty of content there. Good content and not so good as well. Good on you. Thanks for joining us, Robert. No worries, Deb. Thanks for having me. Robert Potter there. He's a cybersecurity expert. And you can find out more about what he does with his website, internet2.0.com.